morning. Good morning. Good morning. Chapter 11, John chapter 11. I'm going to read verses 1 down to verse 15 together. John chapter 11, verse 1 down to verse 15. John chapter 11, verse 1. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother, brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that, saith he to his disciples, let us go unto Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus, is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the interest ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Thank God for his word. Beautiful. The cross is indeed enough. It is good to be with you in the house of the Lord today. It is good to gather. And I must say that on behalf of my wife and I, we have been honored. We have been blessed. Our cups are full as we leave Papua New Guinea. This has been our first time here, and it feels like we found family. So, Lord, blended our hearts and definitely we can say we love you. Thank you for just welcoming both of us. I know as a pastor, it's not a small thing to bring a preacher from the other side of the world and to bring a preacher and his wife from the other side of the world. And especially if you've never heard this preacher before. But you, 
this church, we just want you to know from our hearts, we are grateful. So thank you. And the privilege we had to minister to your young people was a blessing, and I'll tell you, we will not forget. <laughs> we will not forget you. So thank you. Thank you just for your open hearts. And this morning is, for, for this trip, my last time um, for this church to deal, to bring you the word. And so continue to pray for me. But I'll tell you this, boy, that song this morning, like very hyper. Well, it grew and it's swollen up my neck so big. They said, Pastor, you need to get this out or else your heart's going to work too hard. And so I had the surgery. They had to cut and take it out. Well, I'm getting prepped in surgery and my wife has to wait in the waiting room. So now I am when they put the mask in, I'm asleep. I'm out there cutting my neck. I don't know what's going on. But my wife is out there. The surgeon comes out to her and says things like this. Oh, this was a big surgery. It took much longer. I don't know what's going on. But she is waiting, knowing they're cutting my neck. She's the, is he okay? Is everything all right? The wait for her. Those minutes felt long. Sometimes God has us in a waiting room. And so today we're going to learn about God's waiting room. Because there we find his love and mercy but it leads to his glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us understand this passage with most of all your heart. Lord, I do not know what it is many of these, my friends, are going through, but Lord, I believe you've led in this message today, so help us, Lord, when we get to those moments where we are excited to see what you're going to do, but then nothing happens. Give us the patience we need for you to do the work in our hearts that will bring ultimate glory to our God. Work in this message today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this message today is really directed for, for us as believers for what God is doing in our life. If you're a Christian today, you may not be a Christian today, and our prayer for you is you need to get to know God. Accept the Lord Jesus Christ as the Savior because he is the only hope. And so right now, for some of us who have already accepted, we are on a journey with the Lord. And then we begin to learn our God on the journey. The longer we are, we are learning, and this is a love relationship with the Lord, and we want to learn. And so um, the first point I want to look at today is when God allows. 
when God allows. See, there are times things come into our life and we go, how could a good God allow this? You know, I, we live in a land where hurricanes come and we just had a major hurricane a few years ago right before COVID and it just, uh, so many of our people were killed as a result of that. And so here we can say, how could a good God allow? Well, I have to believe this is probably where these, this family was as we begin reading in verse number one. It says, now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and his sister Martha. Okay, I hope you have your Bibles because we're going to be using it today because here it begins. Now, now, we all, most of us know Lazarus. So I almost want you to come in as though you're meeting Lazarus for the first time. Okay? Because this is how it introduces him. Now, there was a certain man, certain man who was sick. Now, this man's name was Lazarus. So now we know has a certain man, and this man had a name, Lazarus, but he was from a specific town, Bethany. Now, Bethany is interesting because Bethany has really two meanings that people talk about. One is house of figs, but the other meaning could be house of misery. So where are you from? I'm from the house of misery. Oh, joy. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to live there. But this is, so this is interesting that this is a certain man, okay? His name was Lazarus. He had a specific place, a town, but he was, according to this passage, Mary's brother. Now, I am the oldest one of my family, so all of my siblings was Cranston's brother. So when I came to, oh, who, who are you, Loxley? Oh, Loxley, Cranston's brother. I love being the oldest one. But Lazarus was, I believe, the youngest one. And so because he was the youngest one, who was Lazarus? You know Lazarus, who? That's Mary's brother. You know Mary and Martha? That's their little brother. Oh, so even with this, we find his identity is even wrapped up in his family. And so Mary and Martha were probably very well known in this town. We know Martha probably had the house, probably was, it seemed to be, unmarried. So here's an unmarried woman with a house. She was a significant lady in that community. And she was one who opened her house with hospitality. So people would come by. That's how Jesus connected with her. And so here is a woman of the city. They knew when you hear Bethany, well, Bethany, yeah, Lazarus, oh, you mean Mary's brother, yeah, that family. And so here we go. He says, um, it was the, the town, Bethany, the town of Mary and Martha, 
It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. And so now he preps us on who this man is. But I want you to know that this man was special friends. Special friends, but had no special favors. <laughs> special friends without special favor. Now, do you know that, in, at least in the Bahamas, <laughs> it's not only what you know, but who you know. You want to get a job, you want to go, and it's kind of who you know that's important because you want special favor. Well, I, I know the boss. Oh, come on in, come on in. Oh, oh this, this uh, and for my father, his name was Loxley. Oh, this Loxley boy, come on. You taken care of, okay? You taken care of. No problem. Well, oh, special favor. But in this passage, the Bible is spending a lot of time to create relationship. That Jesus had a relationship with this family, but there was no special favors. <laughs> it was, this is what happens. Look at it. The Bible says, verse 3, Therefore his sisters sent unto him, Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Lord, so, so this is what happens. They're taking care of Lazarus at home. Lazarus is not doing well. Lazarus is sick. Why is Lazarus sick? These, why do bad things? Lazarus is a good boy. Lazarus is a good boy. Jesus loves Lazarus. That was very clear. So even, they didn't even call his name when they sent the message. They said, come, come. I hear Jesus is over at this place. I need you to give him a message. This is all the message says. He who you love. Didn't even say his name. You know who it is, Jesus. The one you love. They didn't even ask the request. The request was understood. Lord, he is sick. We know who you are. We know what you do. The one you love is sick. <laughs> so when we get to this, we see that here is Jesus, and he is now in a position where we know they knew who he was, and they had a special relationship with him. They knew what he did because they heard stories of Jesus' miracles. Could you imagine when Jesus showed up to their house and would just eat and talk with the disciples and they would talk about what Jesus did in this town and what Jesus did in this town and how Jesus healed this sick, how Jesus uh, cast out these demons. They heard these stories. They probably even see Jesus do amazing things. So they knew what Jesus could do. And this is probably what they're thinking. Lord Jesus, 
we don't ask you for much. We don't ask you for much, dear Lord. But this little, little statement is, we need you right now. Lord, there's, there's something going on in our hearts. Martha's probably going, Lord, you know I'm a giver. And people who are givers, it's hard for them to ask for things. If you are a giver, when someone's trying to give you something, oh, no, 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 I'm fine. You know, because you're a giver. Givers, very hard to ask. But this giver, they came to a point where they had to ask. And it was probably the hardest thing to do. Jesus, yeah, he's sick. We've given for your work. We've given to you. He loves you. You love him. The relationship was there. Even in my culture, one would expect Jesus to move. One would expect Jesus to get up and go, Lazarus? That's, that's my boy Lazarus. Disciples, let's go. Or they would say, Mary and Martha, they take care of us. This is an opportunity for us to take care of them. Let's go. But look, that's not what happened. The Bible says, verse, this is the response, verse 4. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. All right. Now, imagine this. Because the messenger comes and brings the message from Mary and Martha. Here, Jesus reads it. And then it's almost like he's giving them the message back. Okay, here's the message. And they're going, you're not coming with us? No, I'm not coming with you. Here's the message. What's the message? This sickness is not unto death. Okay, but for the glory of God and that the Son of God that I may be glorified in it. He gave them the potential. So here is what I call hope. He's now giving hope. But before, before we get to hope, actually, why does Jesus even allow this to even happen? I would say because, one, we do live in a broken world. And two, I would say that he's probably trying to stretch his servant. He's, he has a plan. Now, why does bad things happen? This is a broken world. The world is broken. There is sin here. And God allows because it's a broken world. But no sin can ever go over God's plan. Because God is still in full control. So even in this, there's no point that Jesus felt out of control. 
He knew exactly what was going on because he understood the mind of the Father. But he also understood that there are times that God allows it for the servant of God to grow through it. You cannot grow going around this one. You have to go through this one. And there are times where it's almost as though God is working behind the scenes, but we don't know what he's doing. We, we just want, Lord, would you tell me? Would you tell me? Would you tell me? Would you tell me? You're fine. You're fine. And so here, Jesus is sending this message, and he knows in his mind what needs to happen. But now, when God waits, because when the Bible says they gave this message, he doesn't move. He doesn't get up and go. But he sends hope. So hope came. Hope was delivered unto them. What do I mean by that? They got the hope that Lazarus would make it. That's what Jesus sent it. He said, Lazarus will make it. This is not unto death. So they got that message. Okay. And God will be glorified. Okay. Could you imagine that? This is that season right in between, and we know that he waited, but now the message is um, sent, they receive it. Could you imagine Lazarus when he first got back? I do not know if it was written or spoken out. Let's say it was written. I do not know. Let's say it was written. And so they get it, and, and Martha, what did Jesus say? Is he coming? Is he coming? Here, this is all he said. This is it? Okay. This is not, the sickness isn't to death. Oh, praise the Lord. For God to be glorified. Oh, praise the Lord. And so they say to Lazarus, Lazarus, Jesus said this is not to death. But Lazarus gets worse. And worse. And worse. They had the word of Jesus. But he got worse. Have you ever been in a situation where you feel as though, I, Lord, I thought you said this, but I don't see it. I'll tell you right now, this season is the season of my dad's going to heaven. Last year, because of COVID, my dad went to heaven. So it was this month, Right now, we were in the waiting period as he is in hospital in Texas. I would go up, and I would go to see him. All masks down, everything. They would only let one person in the whole family come. I'm the oldest boy, so it was me. Every day I would go. And that, my dad, at that time, what happened is COVID, hit certain things of the body, and it caused a stroke. He had multiple strokes. 
because of COVID. And so here he was, not conscious, but I'm up there praying, talking to him, giving him verses, holding on to hope. Because there's nothing within us as we are praying that the Lord, sometimes you know the Lord prepares you for a home going. And we didn't feel as though this was the Lord preparing us. So we're praying. We're praying. We're holding on to hope. But dad gets worse. I remember the day I was singing um, a song in, in dad's role. And my dad is a song leader. And so he, he gets up there most Sundays in the church where I'm pastoring. And he leads songs. And one of his favorites um, is, Then sings my soul, the Savior Lord to thee, how great thou art. And so I, I'm singing these songs to him, songs he knows. And dad um, has been in a coma and starts mouthing the words. And so I'm like, wow, dad's going to make it through. And he does wake up, but his body still is deteriorating. And so here we're going through this period of time, going hope, but then hope almost deferred. You know what it is? When you feel hope, but it doesn't meet the expectation, or you're still waiting. But then they had hope destroyed. Why? Because Lazarus died. See, they got a message. The message was, he's going to make it. The message was, God will be glorified. And they're watching with their eyes. Lazarus get worse. They're watching with their eyes. Today, Lazarus closes his eyes in death. Could you imagine what was going on in the heart? of Mary and Martha as they sat in the waiting room for Jesus. And so here is the, what I call the, when, when hope, when God makes us wait, but it just feels like hope is now destroyed. But for Jesus, it's simply on hold. Hope is delayed. And so what does Jesus do? I want us to kind of read what happens. This is verse 5. Because all of this now, what I just said, is happening when they go back. But verse 5 says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Full stop. Isn't that a precious little verse? in the midst of all of this. No matter what it is we're going through, the love of our Lord Jesus is never in question. Never. And the Bible says, he said, the Bible says, Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus. He, he loved them. So 
The waiting room was not a situation of, I forgot you, I hate you, you need to be in punishment. It had nothing to do with that. Nothing. He loved them. So the Bible makes that very clear. So there are times, but then there's this, therefore. <laughs> After this huge statement, verse 6 says, when he had heard therefore that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Now this, this is hard for us to understand. It's hard for me to grasp. Because this is what it's saying. Jesus loved them. And when he heard Lazarus is sick, therefore, for this reason, he stayed. So, I can therefore come to the conclusion that making me wait may be the hardest and most loving thing my God can do for me. Making me wait may be the hardest yet most loving thing God could do. See, we don't understand that. Why? Because we want it to be done quickly. And he says, not your time, but mine. <laughs> See, Jesus knew the exact moment, but the disciples, they didn't understand. They didn't get it. God always has the bigger picture in mind. Jesus' perspective was much bigger than their pain. He knew they were going to feel pain, but he also understood what was on the other side of that mountain. He understood the day that he would get there and Lazarus would be raised from the dead and the glory of God will be proclaimed through the land like never before. So he entrusted his closest friends with the pain to go through that mountain. And so here, it's, I don't, it's almost like we run through this, but this is such a special moment for Jesus. This delay was deliberate. What was Jesus doing? I don't know. All I know is he said, we stay here. Now, the disciples after this, then, it was time to move. Because now God was going to give the go-ahead. Now, when God was going to give that go-ahead, the disciples thought, this is too early. Mary and Martha thought, this is too late. But God was saying, this is the perfect time. Look at it, look at it. <laughs> verse number, verse number seven. After, this is verse six. Let's start there. 
When he heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that, saith he to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. It's time. And his disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? Now, now, now Jesus, I, I really thought I had you figured out, because then they say, come to, to Bethany. We know what was happening in that part of town. They want to kill you. They want to kill you. So it makes sense for us to stay here because, Lord, you We need to protect you. And now Jesus says, let's go to Judea. Wait, Lord, wait, 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 wait. Don't you remember? In that part of town, they want to kill you? Let's wait. See, the disciples, they were not ready to go. But when it's time to go, believers, we need to be sensitive enough for the Lord to know we're ready to go. The waiting room, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, all of a sudden, let's go. Not yet. Not, not, not yet. This is what he says, verse, verse 9. Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. Just quickly, you need to wait when God gives light, move with God's light. When, the, when God doesn't give light, it's okay to wait. But when he gives light, you move with the light you've been given. And so, verse 11, these things said he, and after that he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up out of his sleep. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he shall do well. Lord, he's fine. Why are we rushing? You say he's sleeping. Why are we rushing? And he said, verse 14, Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Now we get to God's purposes. The purpose of God. What is his purpose? His purpose has to be realized. And so in here, Jesus starts off by saying, verse 15, gives us a little glimpse and he says, And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. Get this, Lazarus is, there, is dead, I am happy. That's what Jesus said. Lazarus is dead, but I am happy. What? <laughs> and I'm reading this going, Lord, how could you say that? Because he's continuing. Because why? Jesus always sees the big picture always sees the big picture. And he's saying, I know they're hurting. I know they're in pain. I know he is dead. 
this is a perfect time for God to show up. Let's go. And so now he's saying, let's go. I am happy that I wasn't there for your sake. Because if I was there and was able to heal Lazarus, you would not have understood and believed. But so, the first thing that he was producing was joy in the heart of Jesus. And the second was glory to the Father. Well, this is what this whole thing was about. He says, the sickness is an entire death, but for the glory of God. And when we surrender our lives to God, we say, Lord, for your glory. And then God takes us up on it. For my glory, walk this path. Because nobody will get glory but me. Nobody will get glory on this but me. Walk this path for God to get glory. But then he goes on. Because, you know, even Mary and Martha struggled because they came. And when Jesus showed up, they said, Jesus, if you were here, he would not have died. If you were here, he would not have died. Jesus turned to Martha. Martha actually runs out to meet him. Um, again, this is all in that story. So Jesus is on his way. Before he gets to town, Martha here, Jesus is coming. She runs out, comes to Jesus and says, Master, if you would have been here, Lazarus would not have died. But she finishes the statement by saying, but I believe still that you can do anything that you say. So in other words, Martha is saying, Lord, I know you didn't work for me, but I want you to know, I still believe in you. I still believe in you. It's so hard right now, Lord, but I still believe in you. And Jesus said to her plainly, you know, Lazarus will rise again. Telling her, I have a plan. And her response is, well, I know he's going to rise in the resurrection. I've been listening to all of your sermons. I know that we have a resurrection coming. He wasn't talking about that resurrection. Don't worry, Mary, it's coming. And even, not Mary, sorry, Martha. Martha, it's coming. Then Mary runs. She doesn't even explain anything because Mary's a feeler. Martha's a thinker. She has to think it through. I understand, Lord. I know, I know, I understand. I know, I know. Mary, she only has one thing to say. Oh, Lord, if you were here. She didn't have much to say but that. Why? Because they were in pain. But this is what Jesus was doing, building their faith. This is what he says. Look what he says to his disciples. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent ye may believe. 
Nevertheless, let's go to him. To the intent that you may believe. See, he was helping them trust God despite the circumstances. I do not know what it is. I do not know what waiting room God has for you. Sometimes those waiting rooms are long. We shared with the camp, Susanna and I, you saw the picture, she's on the chair and I'm on the chair. We shared with the camp the way the Lord brought us together. Very different people, different countries, different backgrounds. And when we had met, we have been married only three and a half, oh yeah, three and a half. <laughs> three and a half years. <laughs> so we've just, so we're newly married. But we've known each other for over 12, 14, 16 years. So we knew each other 12 years before we got married. And right at the beginning of the time, we've sought the Lord's face because will this be someone, Lord, that you would have for us to marry? To marry? Is this the lady for me? And, and so we said, let's pray about it. We prayed, and in our hearts, there's certain important people that have to be in place, our pastor, our parents, etc. And God didn't give us the full go-ahead. So we waited. We stepped back and said we will not pursue. If God leads us to someone different, that is fine. But we will step back. Ten years before the Lord said, it's time. So when we talk about waiting room, waiting rooms are not easy. They are not easy places to be. But I can tell you, you find God's love in the waiting room. You find God's love in the waiting room. And then you begin to understand his timing. His way is perfect. And his timing is best. So we can be always assured of the love of God, the timing of God, and when the two come together, they lead to the glory of God. The love of God, the timing of God, always leads us to the glory of God. My friends, whatever God is doing, let him do. For his glory. Let us wait on the Lord. Heavenly Father. Again, Lord, I do not know where these, my friends, are. But Lord, many times we come through seasons of our life where you've given us vision, you've given us things that we believe we want to do, but then you put us in waiting rooms. And they are hard. And Lord, we've come out of a great week here. A great week with great decisions even at camp. 
And Lord, many times, even after great decisions, is the season of waiting. And so, Lord, today, we pray together for grace for the waiting rooms. Those here who are in waiting rooms, we pray for grace. Heads bowed and eyes closed. If you are in a waiting room, I'm not going to have a come forward, but I would like to pray for you as I close. If you're in a waiting room, says, Pastor, I'm in a waiting room. Would you pray for me just for God's grace? I'll pray for you. Okay, good, good, good. Wow, number of hands. Just for the, just, just put it up and put it down. Just put it up and put it down. That's fine, because I'm going to pray for you. If you raise your hand, I'm praying for all those hands. I'm in a waiting room, Lord. Okay, good, good, wonderful, wonderful. You can put it down, wonderful. Pray for grace for the waiting room. Wonderful. Great, great, great. See those hands as well. Anyone else don't want to miss a hand? I don't want to miss it. If Lord's still working, good, good. I see it, yes, yes. All right, thank you, yes. Grace for the waiting room. You've been trying to get out, trying to rush. Don't rush the Lord. Allow him to work his way because in his time, he makes all things beautiful in his time. Father, you've seen the hands today. Many hands. Lord, many of your servants are in waiting rooms. But Lord, I pray that they will know your love. Lord, help them to know your love because sometimes it feels lonely. Help them to know your love. Help them to have the patience to wait for your goal. Help them, Lord, to remain under the pressure in the waiting room so that you will be fully glorified and make all things beautiful. We pray now the blessing and we ask these things in Jesus' name.